Welcome to T.O. Price's Confident Conversations on Retirement. My name is Michael Davis, and I'm thrilled to be your host. I've spent my career working to help people build a durable retirement. It is such an honor to do this work, and an even greater privilege to be with the retirement experts we have here with us today. These professionals can help you feel more confident about your own retirement, whether you're planning for retirement or already there. Today's episode is about market volatility and uncertainty. My guests here today are T.R. Price experts Judith Ward, a certified financial planner professional and contributor to Forbes.com, and Michael DeJoseph, a chartered financial analyst and published retirement author. Welcome, Judy and Mike. Thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks, Michael. Pleasure. So as you know, we tend to be fairly optimistic here at T. Rowe Price, understanding that markets do tend to go up over the long term. But as we also know, markets can go down, and they do go down on occasion, and become volatile. That uncertainty can create a real confidence killer for investors. So let's start with some basic fundamental definitions. How do you define market uncertainty, and why is it potentially problematic for retirement investors? And I'll start with you, Judy. Sure. Well, market uncertainty, basically, we don't know what's going to happen day to day to day with the market. And when we're talking about the market, we're talking about the stock market primarily. And market volatility is how the stock market goes up and down and up and down. Sometimes it's slight. Sometimes it can be steep. And that's where it gets concerning. And this is important because We're all saving for retirement, and many of us are invested in the stock market in some way. And to see our balance go up and down, and the the down part is what is most concerning to people. It's when it's going up, you know, everyone's happy. But it's that ups and downs of the market as we're trying to accumulate and build our balance for retirement. And Mike, now I'll turn to you. So how often do markets get really challenging? And for a typical retirement investor, how many periods of market volatility might they encounter or expect over the course of their investment experience? Yeah, that's a good question. And Judy, I thought you did a really good job defining what it is. It's the market going down, right? That's when it gets really scary. So on average, and I'll preface this, this is historically on average. So it doesn't mean it's going to be like this in the future. But on average, we've seen approximately one 10% decline per year. And about every three years or so, you're going to see 15% or have seen in the past. And then we see the bigger downturns. So in recent times, that's been about once every 10 years. We had the tech bubble burst. We had uh, the global financial crisis. And in 2020, we had the global health crisis. And so again, that's what's happened in the past. You just don't know what's going to happen in the future. But what you do see is you see these frequent smaller downturns. And unfortunately, in the moment, you just don't know what's going to happen. The market could be down 1, 2, 3, 5%. And there's no way to know, is it going to keep going? Are we going to be down 5? Are we going to be down 10? Is this another one of the big ones? It might seem obvious in retrospect, but it doesn't make it any less scary in the moment. That's the bad news. Uh, The good news is those smaller declines tend to see their market recover their losses pretty quickly, usually within a couple months or so. The bigger ones can take a little bit longer, though. So we saw around two years for the tech bubble about two years for the global financial crisis. And actually, 2020, we saw the market bounce back exceptionally quick. That's probably unwise to expect uh, to see in the future what we just saw in 2020, where the market went down really fast and bounced back really fast as well. So that's probably what they should expect for an average retirement investor with a, say, 40-year time horizon. I mean, somebody who's looking to retire today, they've probably seen three or four of the big ones already. And I'd say, going forward, I would probably plan for that. 
It's great context. Judy, what is the bigger risk for investors? Is it market risk or longevity risk? And of course, by longevity risk, we mean the risk that people will outlive the money that they've saved. So let's unpack that a little bit. As you said, longevity risk is, it's really the risk that people are going to live longer than they've planned for. And some people might underestimate how long they may be in retirement. So that's what creates the risk of possibly running out of money because you're in retirement much longer than you had planned to be. So that's longevity risk. Now, market risk, these kind of go hand in hand, actually. So I don't know if one is a bigger risk for the other, but how you handle the risk of running out of money is, again, you want to accumulate you know, the largest balance that you can heading into retirement. And in order to do that, you have to invest in the stock market. Now, we generally say the farther you are from retirement, it's okay to emphasize stocks or equities because of that growth potential over time. They do provide the potential growth, beating inflation over long periods of time. They're going to give you the most growth compared to other asset classes. But coming with that is what we call the market risk, what we were just talking about, the volatility, the ups and downs that happen throughout. So it's a risk that I think younger investors can afford to kind of take on that risk for that growth potential. But then as you get closer to retirement, you probably want to start dampening that what we call market risk or this short-term volatility, because as you head into retirement, you don't want to be in a position where you're going to suffer a severe market drop at a time when you might have to start using that money. So they kind of go hand in hand. You need that market risk as you're saving for retirement in order to take care of that longevity risk that you might outlive your money or underestimate how long you're going to be in retirement. That's very well put. And sticking with you, Judy, are there other risks that are important and how can investors prepare for them? Well, the other risk we tend to think about is inflation risk. So again, that's why you want to save what you can and and have that big balance as you head into retirement because you want your money to not only last in retirement, but also to be able to buy the things you want to buy. I mean, we've been fortunate that inflation has been fairly benign recently, but you know, there's been decades before and it's ticked up a little bit, but you need to still be able to afford the goods and services that you're going to want to buy in retirement. So I think inflation risk is another risk we tend to talk about. So, Mike, how should an investor who is maybe 40 years from retirement view market uncertainty compared to someone who is right near their retirement age? I think regardless of age, first thing everyone should remember is that this market uncertainty, that's part of the game. That's the reason why stocks have had higher returns over time than bonds. Historically, it's because the market does go down at different periods of time. And so I think we all need to keep that in mind. And we all need to prepare accordingly, again, regardless of what your time horizon is, regardless of what your experience is. I think Judy put it well when she said younger investors can afford the market downturn a little easier. So you can kind of weather it out, allow the market to come back because maybe you don't have to spend from the portfolio. But really, I would say preferably you want to prepare for things like this when times are calm. And I always say to put it in writing. And so to take a look at what would it mean for your plan, what would it mean for your portfolio, what would it mean for your retirement, 
you know, if this were to happen and prepare for it. And that does look different for someone who's 40 years away than someone who's not. That's right. Judy, anything to add on that question? Yeah, someone who is decades away from retirement, really what is most in their control is how much they're saving. That's where, again, it it helps to define your retirement success. It's twofold. It's how much you're saving and how you're investing. And so make sure that you're saving a, a good amount, too. Terrific. And Mike, do you think younger investors, especially those clearly many, many years away from retirement, worry at all about market volatility? Yeah, I'd say for most people, there's more than one goal in their life than retirement. And so what I mean by that, you could be 40 years from retirement, 30 years from retirement, but you're saving for your children's education. Maybe you're saving for a home. Maybe it's something else on the side that's not planned, that's not a goal. I mean, you may have emergencies and things like that. So should you worry about it? I I, I don't know that worry is the right word, but I think you should expect it. And I think it matters for everyone because of those reasons. But again, that all comes back to, you know, the importance of planning and being proactive about it, expecting it to happen and and knowing what you're going to do if it does. I would just add to that, I think even though we talk about how younger investors, they have the time to withstand and keep investing through these markets or periods of volatility, it's still concerning if you, you know, look at your balance and see that it's gone down. Historically, you know, there's been times where it's gone down by 30%. What we don't want to see happen is someone panics and either gets out of the market or makes some kind of move that's then going to take them off course for retirement. Mike, would you like to add something? I'll just add, and I think you said still a scary experience. And what we've seen historically is that people who go through these experiences in the market at a young age, it tends to stick with them and maybe affect their risk tolerance going forward more so than maybe other generations who haven't. So it does still matter for a number of reasons, not just what does it mean for your portfolio? It's what does it mean for your experience in the market and your emotional mindset for how you're going to react to future downturns. Great, great discussion. So what does market volatility mean for those investors who are either in retirement or very close to it? And I'll start with you, Judy. I think it's really important to understand your asset allocation and how that might have to change as you're saving for retirement. Because as you get closer to retirement and into retirement, that's when you're going to start spending that money. I mean, you've been saving it (laughs) to spend it later in retirement. And if you have really emphasized stocks or have a high concentration of stocks or equity, you could experience, you know, a steep decline right as you're heading into retirement. So the way to help with that is your asset allocation and adding bonds to the mix. So bonds can help to dampen that steep volatility, the short-term volatility. The other thing I'll say is that when we hear the news and hear about the market, it is very stock and equity oriented. So if you do have an allocation that's more of a balanced approach, maybe 40 to 60% equity, for example, probably what you're hearing in the headlines is not what's happening in your account. So I think it's important to make sure you have an allocation that's appropriate as you head into retirement and also not overreact when the market goes down. The other thing I would say is thinking about heading into retirement is having maybe a little bit of a cash cushion. A friend of mine calls this sleep at night money. So a little cash cushion that you can use if the market does go down and you're afraid to spend from your portfolio. You kind of have this alternate 
cash that you can use while you're waiting for your portfolio to recover. How about you, Mike? Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about how scary the experience can be. That's probably the folks who are going to feel it the most as the ones who may be getting ready to switch over from accumulating and saving and actually have to use it now to fund a retirement. So I think we're certainly empathetic to that. But I would say that the thing I would add is that flexibility is key here. And what I mean by that, there's really two parts to the equation here. There's the income and the expenses. And to the extent a retiree, whether an individual or a couple or a family, to the extent they have the ability and the willingness to adjust either of those levers a little bit if things don't go perfectly to plan, I think you'll see better outcomes. And so that may mean working a little bit longer. That may mean adjusting the lifestyle a little bit, especially if that volatility happens to hit right in the midst of it. I'd say the analogy I would use, if you're a pilot coming in for a landing and you set your coordinates into the computer, but then the wind comes and maybe blows you a little bit off course, are you just going to not do anything and you know crash into the trees? Or are you going to make some small adjustments there to make sure that you stay to plan and actually land on that runway? So let's talk about this notion of market uncertainty and asset prices going down, because that can certainly happen. So we may think automatically that market uncertainty, asset prices falling, is a bad thing for investors. But is that the right way to think about it? And I'll start with you, Mike. I think it shows the importance of diversification. And Judy, you mentioned the return of the market, what we see on the news every day, the Dow and the S&P. That's not necessarily the return on your individual portfolio especially as you're getting closer to retirement. So you have the, you know, the bonds in there and the, the less risky assets dampening some of that volatility. You may also have sector diversification. So we talked about at the very beginning market downturns and how frequently they happen. And I said they tend to bounce back pretty quick. Well, you know, after 2000, the tech bubble collapsed. It actually took the NASDAQ over 10 years to break even. Now, the broad market, it only took about two years. So if you have a really concentrated portfolio, it probably hurts a little bit more. And then the last thing I'll just mention there is the importance of what we would call you know, dollar cost averaging, really, which is over time investing on a regular schedule. We know that more often than not, and this can be counterintuitive in a sense, but the market is more often than not at an all-time high. It goes up over time. So most of the time, historically, the market's going to be at all-time highs. So when it goes down, you're investing at lower prices with the anticipation that it will go back up in the future. So is it a bad thing? I don't want to be glib about it and say, no, it's a great thing. But there are certainly, you know, the benefits that come with the fact that the market does go down. There's a silver lining there. Judy, what are some tips for how investors can prepare their portfolios for the likelihood and possibility that markets, they're going to go down on occasion? Asset allocation. I think it's one of the most important investment decisions that we as investors can make. So that's one way. And as Mike said, diversification. Within stocks, there's domestic, international, there's so many different kinds of stocks and sectors, even in the bond area. So I think the asset allocation and diversification are just really key. And you really can't get away from the market volatility or market uncertainty. If you're positioned correctly, you should also hopefully have the discipline to hold through those periods. And now, Mike, turning back to you, should retirement investors seek to anticipate market downturns and periods of volatility? You know, when you say anticipate, it makes me think predicting and saying, well, you know, the market today is here and I think it's going to do this. So my answer to that would be no, because we know it's extremely difficult, even for the professionals, to do with any kind of consistency. That said, they should expect it. 
right? And they should build it into their plan. And what I mean by that is build it into their plan, both in terms of the tactics and strategies of what they will do when it occurs, knowing that it will occur, you know, and understand that flexibility that we talked about and try to live your life around that principle, but also to expect it mentally. And so on that front, we think about these market downturns and it's easy for us to look at the spreadsheet and say, well, the market went down 30% or 40%. And, you know, I think when people think to themselves, well, how would I feel today all else equal if the market goes down 30 or 40%? That's how we talk about risk tolerance, how we help pick asset allocations. And I think that misses the point that all else is not equal when those things happen. What I mean by that is what they should anticipate is what it will actually feel like in the moment. They need to think, well, how would I feel if I had 30% less assets or 40% less uh, in my equity portfolio, but also there's a global housing crisis going on or a global health crisis or some other terrible event that's going on that probably affects their lives outside of just the portfolio itself. So I think that's probably more important to anticipate and expect than to sit here and try to predict exactly what's going to happen. Judy, did you want to add something to that? I think how we try to help people is trying to keep them from doing something rash at that very time, you know, when they may be panicking, when they see their balance down. And I think that's why it is important to prepare ahead of time and think ahead of time, too, about how you might react to exactly what Mike was saying. Because when we see people react by making some rash decisions like getting out of the market, you know, there's another decision that has to be made. When are you going to get back in? And most of the time, we get out when the market's down, and then we get back in when the market's up because we're reacting. So as much as you can plan ahead and just expect it, it's not going to feel good, but expect it and then remain invested That's terrific. Thanks so much, Judy. But what should investors do during periods of market uncertainty? And I'll turn to you, Mike. I want to preface this with saying this is not to minimize the negative effects of market downturns, especially what we saw in 2020 with the global health crisis. But that said, with good preparation and all else equal, there's an opportunity for investors to come out of market downturns in better shape than when they went in. And some of those things are a, we talked a little bit about dollar cost averaging. It's it's great for accumulators. You're buying at a low price. What Judy just described is selling low and buying high. When you're doing the opposite and investing more money into the market over time, that's generally buying low. But then there are other things that I think might be a little underappreciated. And so there are tax strategies that one could potentially implement depending on their unique circumstances and all of that, but things like Roth conversions, or maybe you have traditional IRA or 401k assets Perhaps you're in a lower tax bracket for a year. You have less income coming in. Uh, the portfolio balance may be depressed a little bit relative to what it's been in the past and will hopefully be in the future. That may be an opportunity to take some of those assets, accelerate the taxes, and then they'll be tax-free at withdrawal. So there are a lot of things that people can do to respond. I like to say staying the course doesn't mean standing still. So when we say don't do anything, the market goes down. I think that's the common refrain from people in our industry that say, don't do anything, don't do anything. That's not right. I think what we're really saying is don't panic. Don't make rash decisions, as Judy described, but that doesn't mean don't do anything. There are things that that can be done and probably should be. Well said. And you used a phrase, Mike, dollar cost averaging. I want to make sure our listeners understand what that is. Can you just define that, that phrase for people? Sure. So effectively, that would be you're investing either a set amount of money or investing money over a set time period 
so that whether the market's going up or the market's going down, you're still buying into the market. And during a market downturn, what that means is that you're automatically buying in when the market goes down. So you're kind of lowering the average cost that you're paying for any of those investments over time. Well put. Well put. Well, we have covered a lot of terrific ground over the last several minutes. And I I just want to have you go over some of the key takeaways that investors can do to prepare for market uncertainty and how they can respond to it when it happens. And Mike, I'll start with you. Preparation is absolutely key. I consider it the inoculation to the market volatility in a sense. We talked a lot about preparing yourself mentally for the, the possibility and the likelihood that market volatility will probably occur in the future. How about you, Judy? As I mentioned before, understanding your asset allocation for where you are at your point of either far from retirement or close to retirement, I think is key. And I like one of the things Mike said earlier about small adjustments, maybe having a little cash on the side to help you get through those periods of uncertainty or market volatility and being willing to be flexible and make adjustments. Well, it's hard to believe that our time is already up. Any parting thoughts you'd want to leave with our listeners in terms of how to put market volatility in perspective? And Mike, I'll start with you. Sure. So I would say if something we talked about today resonates, put it in writing. All the things that we talked about today in terms of preparation, put it in writing today. Terrific. How about you, Judy? I would say that during times of market volatility, it just reminds us to focus on the things that we can control. We can't control the volatility. We can control how we're allocated. We can control how we're saving, how we're continuing to save for retirement specifically. We can control how we're spending our money. So I just think if you can focus on the things you can control, it might just help you get through that period. This has been such a great conversation. I just want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank you so much, Judy and Mike. Thank you. It was a great conversation. Thank you for having us. Thanks for being here. Again, I'm Michael Davis. I want to thank you for listening to Confident Conversations on Retirement. Be sure to join us for our next episode that focuses on barriers that can often get in the way of saving for retirement. If you like this podcast, please rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, be well, and I wish you all many confident tomorrows to come. T. Rowe Price, retire with confidence. This episode of Confident Conversations on Retirement is provided for general and educational purposes only and is not intended to provide legal, tax, or investment advice. This podcast does not provide recommendations concerning investments, investment strategies, or account types. It is not individualized to the needs of any specific investor and not intended to suggest any particular investment action is appropriate for you, nor is it intended to serve as a primary basis for investment decision-making. Investors will need to consider their own circumstances before making an investment decision. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. This information is not intended to reflect a current or past recommendation, investment advice of any kind, or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities or investment services. The material has not been reviewed by any regulatory authority in any jurisdiction. The opinions and commentary provided do not take into account the investment objectives or financial situation of any particular investor or class of investor. Investors will need to consider their own circumstances before making an investment decision. Copyright 2021 T. Rowe Price, All Rights Reserved. T. Rowe Price, Invest with Confidence, Retire with Confidence, The Bighorn Sheep Design, and Confident Conversations, collectively and or apart, are trademarks of T. Rowe Price Group Incorporated, All Rights Reserved.
T. Rowe Price Investment Services Incorporated, Distributor, T. Rowe Price Associates Incorporated, Investment Advisor.